Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Today's episode, we're talking about a recent DC movie that's come out Black Adam with The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And obviously, spoilers. Spoilers! (laughs) 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 And real fast, we also want to say, uh, give a quick thanks to a new friend of the show, uh, Court of Gamers in San Antonio, Texas. Now, they did not ask for this, but they recently uh, helped us out, so we want to uh, pay it forward a little bit as well. So if you have any wargaming, tabletop, or just general board gaming uh, needs or desires, or if you're in the area and looking for group, Go check out Court of of Gamers. Absolutely. And actually, another shout-out to uh, uh, Dragon's Lair, who let us uh, put up some flyers and stuff for our our podcast and everything. So thank you again for for letting us do that Um, to both businesses. That's awesome. So on to our topic. Uh, Black Adam, what do you guys think? We've all seen it. Um, saw so the date came out. <laughs> DC, please keep this up. <laughs> I personally had a lot of fun with this one. Um, for me, I could kind of, I felt like I could see the passion that Dwayne Johnson had for the movie throughout. Um, it just, it looks like he was just having fun with the role. Um, and I personally had fun with it. I will admit I went in with pretty low expectations, but that was more so just general burnout on comic book movies. Mm. Not so much because of this movie or anything going on with it. That was just overall burnout for comic book movies. But um, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I thought it was just a fun action movie throughout. Uh, there were some really fun moments. I do think some of the criticisms I've been seeing and hearing are definitely valid. Mm. Um, mm. But for me... I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I will say some 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 roles seemed almost overacted. Mm. Uh, namely, um, uh, the son and Hawkman. The the son that of uh, the Rock version or the the mm, no sorry <laughs> uh, the son of the uh, oh, the doctor yeah. the archaeologist son of. What? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was trying to think back to the movie and like, it's already been a week. So it's like, okay. Yeah, the son of the archaeologist was, yeah, I guess a little slightly over the top. But yeah. frankly, it, it kind of helped to bridge the time gap between when, um, when Adam is from to the current day. So, yeah. I mean, he was kind of the, uh, I wouldn't say translator, but definitely. It was uh, his dialogue. The dialogue he was given was more of what most fans would talk would joke about with interacting with someone from the past. Mm. So it was very relatable, but it was almost too over the top for the rest of the tone. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. He was basically the narrator. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> <laughs> kind of in in that role of just like, okay, let's explain everything that's happened over the last 5,000 years to you in two minutes. Right. right. <laughs> now, I, I really am happy to explain anything. Just said superhero. Yeah, you're a superhero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, and that was the next thing I was going to say. It's just they absolutely did a great job of not going into flat-out exposition with it. Mm. So, as far as the script was concerned, good. As far as acting, could have been t- it reined in a little tighter. As far as action, oh, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... um. One one of the things I was kind of thinking about asking is like, in general, like or I, I guess more in a specific way, uh, what did you guys think of The Rock as Black Adam specifically? Like, I know you got kind of said, well, he kind of did a little like, I, so he had low expectations. My, uh, yeah, I went in with low expectations again, but like I think he did a good job overall. I will say that I do think that there was a little bit of a struggle with it, just kind of feeling like it was just The Rock. And mm-hmm. that wasn't his fault because I do think he put in genuine effort with the character. And overall, I think he did a good job. But he's kind of just typecast as being Dwayne Johnson, The yeah. Rock. And so it's like we've seen him in so many movies where he was just kind of acting himself but turning it up a little bit. And so I think that was a little bit of the struggle with the movie. Um, 
was that it was like it kind of had a hard time getting past that with him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, overall, I think he did a good job, and I enjoyed it. And again, I could, I could kind of see that passion that he had for the character in the movie, but I do think that held the movie back a little bit. Yeah, I have to agree in in some ways, and I I think the the other thing about it too, and I've noticed it in some of the other DC movies as well, is that I feel like they're trying to force the comedy a little bit too mm-hmm. much. Um, and I've noticed that in, in a couple of other Marvel movies as well, but like mostly in DC. Yeah. Um, so with the rock, I feel like his, his way of acting, I think he's a really good actor overall. I think he's done some really great characters and, and some great movies. Um, for this one, I think it was, I think it was a more on the good side yeah. Like, I think it was 75% good and 25% a little overacted. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I would agree with that. So, now, I would say for some of the humor, a lot of that humor was just that adjustment that we kind of already hit on. Right. Where it's him trying to get used to what what is passable now. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the best humor was actually parts that were probably meant to be very, very deadpan. Mm-hmm. And most of that was <clears throat> Brosnan and... And Johnson carrying that scene. Right. Yeah. Where the deadpan comes through, but it is absolutely soaked in sarcasm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pointedly I, soaked in sarcasm. <laughs> I feel like, for me personally, I feel like acting-wise, the characters that kind of carried the movie on the acting, for me, was Cyclone and Dr. Fate. Yeah. Mm. I thought those two were the ones that really carried everything for me. And then the other actors, not to say that they weren't good, but to your point, like Hawkman did feel a little overacted. And then Dwayne Johnson was kind of that balancing act that he was doing. And I enjoyed, um, oh shoot. Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. I enjoyed I him overall. Same thing. My only complaint is it felt like they were trying too hard to make him the Peter Parker of DC. Yeah. Yes. And while <laughs> I'm not, the same thing, yeah. well, like I understand why they're doing that because Peter Parker has clearly worked very well for the MCU. Yeah. Trying that that's really my biggest complaint was there's things that were happening throughout the movie that I was just like, okay, you're trying too hard to be like Marvel and not just doing DC. Yeah. Yes. I will say from past past DC movies, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. I would agree. But to that same caveat, they're trying too hard to emulate what Marvel has already proven to work. DC can stand on its own merits. Yeah. It just needs to find the right combination for bringing... Because, I mean, just look at the Batman earlier this year. Exactly. That was an entirely different thing, and at least I personally didn't see anything that they were trying to borrow from Marvel. Yes. Plus, the the other uh, thing that DC uh, DC learned in that one, they finally learned how to film a dark scene. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I think one of the things that, at least in my perspective, the, the hardest part for them, for DC, is bringing in those larger than life characters mm-hmm. in not a a marvel type way because they're such they're such larger than life characters and some of them are honestly rather ridiculous. Oh yeah. yeah. Like DC has has so many ridiculous characters, some really good ones, but to bring them in as a team and as a a, a Justice League compared to Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that without copying each other, you know? I I feel like, for me personally, DC has been too back and forth on that. They were just like, okay, we're going to do a few individual movies, try and build up to it. And so we got the first Wonder Woman, which was good. We got the first Aquaman, which was good. We got Man of Steel, which, while not perfect, was a very enjoyable movie. Yeah. And arguably the closest to a good live-action DBZ movie we'll get. But that's a separate topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, like, I enjoyed all three of those, and I thought they did well, and then they were just like, bam, team. And then there's like, oh, these didn't work out how we wanted. Let's dial it back. And then they kind of, like, lost their way a little bit, and there's just a bunch of back and forth. Yeah. So I think that's what's been holding them back, for at least for me personally. Um, but I do agree with what David says. It's like, this is definitely a step in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I want to see where they go. Like, this definitely made me more excited for Aquaman 2. Is like, okay, if this is what we're going to start getting from DC. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we get. Yeah. The other thing I will point out that I think Black Adam did exceptionally well. 
was flushing out that this is Earth as not quite as we know it. Mm. So it's DC has always used um, similes of known known areas, right? Yeah. Whereas Marvel is more of no, we're in New York, no, we're in Boston, whatever. Yeah. Whereas DC is more of we don't want to quite hit that close to home. Yeah, it, it's larger than life. It, it's right. a bit. It's it's similar but not the same. Yeah, yeah. DC has already sculpted a great alternate Earth, mm-hmm. and I'm using that phrasing rather intentionally. Yeah. Um, because they have like infinite earths, <coughs> right? Um, <laughs> well played. Um. <laughs> um, it's almost like they had like a crisis on all of them, or something. Yeah, I don't know. know. I think it's just a flash in the pan. Anyway, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, sorry, that's wow. a good point. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Oh, <laughs> all right, back on top. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but to be able to set it up and show kind of that the lore that got to where this film is starting, and they flushed it out very quickly, and they were showing, not telling, mm. which is something that DC has struggled with for a long time in their films. Yeah. Yeah. I, some of the complaints that I personally have heard, um, a friend of mine was saying that they kind of had a hard time fo- uh, staying awake in the first part of it. That sounds like a personal problem. A little slow. And while I do understand, because it definitely felt kind of exposition heavy in parts of it, like mm. with the beginning, like I could see where they're coming from. I don't personally see that. I enjoyed it, but I can see where they're coming from at yeah. least. But it starts then, off with well, telling. That seems to be but like a common is... thing that I'm seeing, though. Yeah, is that like that's one of the most common critiques that I've seen for yeah. the movie, and, and it's very DC uh, stereo <clears throat> or not stereotypical, but DC typical. Yep. Is a lot of their movies have that very slow beginning of like like think Man of Steel, where a lot of it is just a lot of lead up of okay this is backstory but it's not the full story so we're just giving you the clips of what's happened or what has happened right and then okay now here's the big story mm-hmm. right now I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound very counter to what I just said earlier of them doing a good job of showing not telling and for those of you who have not seen it yet and for those who have. <laughs> the the film starts off with them blatantly telling, but when you start to see other pieces of the film fall in place in short order after that, you start to realize they weren't just telling you the background; they were telling you of the dynamics. Of, uh, they were showing you the dynamic of characters through voiceover, mm-hmm. which, frankly, from a writing perspective, wow, yeah, that was actually impressive. They point out, like, no, 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 this kid's well taught. And he's curious. He's curious, and he wants to learn. Mm-hmm. But he's exceptionally well taught and very well read. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That might be dabbling a little too close to spoilers for the purpose of the episode. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I don't. We gave the spoiler warning at the start. True. Of yeah. This, so I'm I'm not too worried about the spoilers. Of, of, yeah. Like a couple of things will will leave off i think but yeah. not not or very at the very them. least wait till the end and be like all right if you don't want to hear a major right. spoiler <laughs> five seconds yeah there you go <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna say like one of the things that they i think they did to that point um that you made david was that um like they did a foreshadowing almost but it was a foreshadowing of something obvious yeah because like in the trailers and stuff, it was showing that um, Black Adam's son was killed, mm-hmm. and then they kind of flipped it on its head in the beginning of, or not the beginning, more so the middle of the movie, of like, no, it's Black Adam was the hero, or, uh, was the the father, but he's also the hero not the hero and i don't know it's a really weird way of going about it of like they told you in the trailer but then they flipped it yeah that was was one of the positive (laughs) examples of just surprising you and yeah kind of um it was a twist without the twist right (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and that well that worked out too because it's just the way that it was done it's like we went in with very different expectations of what where the story was going to go mm-hmm. and then as we learn more it's like oh they surprised us yeah cheeky buggers <laughs> yeah and and for that backstory I, I will admit that it it kind of caught me off guard like oh wait 
So I put the, uh, we put it together about halfway through the film. Like, okay, here's what's going on in the back in the backstory. Mm-hmm. But then the way that plays out caught me completely off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But the fact that they play it off, they build up the emotion beforehand, mm-hmm. and then they flip it right at this opportune moment where you start to realize, like, this isn't. He's somewhere between hero and anti-hero. Yeah. Which, I guess, kind of makes him the perfect anti-hero. Because yeah. now you re- definitely want to root for him, but he's doing it in a way that's very atypical for a hero. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, one thing that this movie did a good job of for me was it made me want to go back and watch some of the DC movies I haven't seen mm. to kind of help build up to this. So I was like, I haven't seen Shazam. And so oh, when yeah. I was watching what? that, I was just like, oh, I really want to go watch that movie. Now. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to, to see yeah. how these characters, well, cause I like, I'm familiar with their arcs and the comics and everything. So yeah. I already have that idea of how they tie together, but actually seeing how it plays out in the cinematic universe, I'm like, huh, yeah, I need to yeah. go watch that. I, I will say that is another one of the ones that I really like in the DCEU. Yes. Because yeah. it has a good, a, a great story. Great it cast. Has good cast. Yeah. Great cast. Yeah. It was funny when we were at the theaters watching it. I leaned over to my buddy Dan, not you, Dan, but a different Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and I told them I was like, because they started playing the Shazam 2 trailer. I was like, I still haven't seen the first. And I have never seen a hurt of just genuine, hurt, like a look of just genuine hurt <laughs> in a person's eyes. It's like, that's peak cinema. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was really good. I, I love that movie. I'm trying to think. I think I have it. Yeah, I, I know I have it on digital, but I think I, I, think I it bought it. But I think I loaned it out, and I don't think I got it back. <laughs> it was like cause, so. Why I brought that one up specifically was because I saw a video clip earlier today, and it was like something from like a trailer, or something for Shazam Two, mm-hmm. and it showed all of the other Shazam characters sitting down in a circle, and they're like, "There's six of us, but there's seven seats." And it looks over, and then it just shows Black Adam's boots at the start of the movie when he starts to float off of the ground. It's like, oh, they ain't ready. Oh, they no. are not ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yep. Um, that was one. Another thing I was a little disappointed with with Black Adam was that they didn't have a Shazam uh, cameo in it. They, well, Spoiler. <laughs> well I, I feel like they're okay. building up to do it on the reverse. And yeah. Black Adam mm-hmm. is going to show up in some capacity in Shazam 2. Either that or they're going to mention him and Shazam's going to be like, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. And I will say that's one area where I think DC has kind of gone against the Marvel grain. Because mm. in the Marvel, yeah, with, with the Marvel grain, what you would get is you'd get this character where everyone going in who's in the know knows those characters are tied in with so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. And then you would, it's kind of this grab bag loot box gamble at, in the end credit scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas now with, with, in particular, Shazam and Black Adam, we're getting awesome story. Fun little expositional, not quite, sorry, not expositional, uh, fun little, not quite, um, Jackie Chan-esque blooper reel in the uh, in credit scene. And then a, a while later, hang on, they're putting out a teaser. That looks like, like the guy who should have been in the end credit scene for that last one. Right. <laughs> and then they get the whole movie and then they show how the, to- the stories tie in. Yeah. Well, that, that's what that's one thing I like is that they're not going the direct Marvel route. Well, I, I, I do like Marvel introducing other characters and in the movie like as like the in credit thing i think that's a smart way to do it because it's like okay who is that character i'm not familiar with that and i was like oh i know that character i can't wait to see it whereas dc is just dropping the movie on its own initially and they're like we will teach you about this character here and then we will add on later yeah yeah where and frankly i kind of prefer that that method because with the DC method, it's building perpetual hype, and at some point they're going to outpace themselves. It, it depends if, on the to many, they storytelling and the character. Because Very true. Like you, like you guys had pointed out earlier, DC's characters do tend to be a larger than life. Yeah, and so like bringing in characters at the end of the end credit scenes like can work in some ways, which we'll we'll definitely be getting to that later. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but then other times it's just like, oh man, that character's here. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah. Whereas with Marvel, it's like they're doing that in a way to introduce new characters that they're bringing in, or at least that's their intention. And I think that's a smart way to do it, especially with the current phase, because those are lesser known characters. Right. And so, like, I do think it really depends on the circumstance. I think the way that DC is doing it works very well for DC. Yes. But to counter that, what Marvel does works for Marvel. I think my only uh, counter to that would be that the reason it works for Marvel, at least in my eyes, is that it builds that hype for those characters that you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it would work as well with characters that are lesser known. Right. Like, Marvel did it with, you know, Iron Man, uh, Nick Fury, like, all these different very known characters whereas dc they have so many characters that are unknown to at least film or uh you know live live action adaption yeah um so it would be definitely harder for them to do it but i think that they could start doing it with the more known characters like what you had said when we went to go see it like martian manhunter would have been a great one to do. Yeah. Because everybody been, knows that. That would have been a really cool one, yeah. Yeah. So, like, di- different ones like that would be like, okay, I'm hyped for that that movie. Or okay. yeah. that, that addition to another movie. Yeah, I would see that. But I, I agree with what you've been saying so far the, about the other way of doing it, though. Like, it works for DC. It's yeah. working. It's working so presently. Far. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much better than the Snyder era of DC. Don't get me wrong. We had some awesome films from that. Mm-hmm. But by and large, they all kind of ran together. Mm. And well, I think that was the biggest issue with Snyder era DCEU. So, I don't entirely agree with that. I don't think that it was more so that they ran together. I think that it was they put a little too much creative control into one person's hands. Yes. And then that person was dictating all of the other movies. Yes. And what was happening in the So like what we're seeing with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. But, uh, we're, we can we're already, cut that one. Say we're, we're warring with two, uh, two universes already. Let's not bring a third one in. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, so that's what, something that we saw in the DC universe with a couple different movies where we saw a lot of uh, directors and writers coming and going on some of the movies that they're working on because of those quote unquote creative differences with Schneider. And he was like, no, I want this. Yeah. Whereas like if he had just said, this is, you have to get to this finish line, how you get to that finish line is up to you. Right. But you have to get to this point that right. would have been different. But if he's sitting there trying to micromanage and kind of dictate what happens in the movie and not really giving the the director the ability to, tell the story that they're trying to tell you know that be takes a director. away from it yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep to choose the direction of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so one of my complaints with black adam was the way that they did hawkman and what i say by that is he said a few times i'm not afraid of dying they never leaned into that oh they never yeah. explained why yeah yep and that was uh, something that was frustrating for me i was like okay at least like tease or give us a small explanation as to why he says that but he just kept saying it's like okay cool why yeah yeah because for those of you who don't know (laughs) and this is a well-known story so yeah i I think you're going to share this one go for it these comics are very old we are we are well past spoiler territory yeah absolutely (laughs) like this this is more than just saying oh my gosh bruce willis is dead the whole time right (laughs) this is older than that this is not quite frodo lives territory here go (laughs) so yeah so hawkman is a character who is who whenever he dies he is reincarnated and gets brought back and he has to go through like a certain amount of years and then he learns again who he is as Hawkman, yeah. which is an ancient Egypt or Egyptian um uh, I, don't, I don't think he was a god, but Did, he, uh, he was not a, a demigod. He's what's that? I can't remember. I'm blanking. He's not a demigod. Yeah, no, like he 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 had a knife. Or he was killed by a knife mm-hmm. that had particular properties, I think, that made him come back as uh it's almost yeah. like a 
curse kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say, as much as I hate to admit it, if they play off of some of the story points from Wonder Woman 84, mm-hmm. they could probably tell that backstory very well. Yeah. And, I mean, they could end up wanting to do a side movie with just Hawkman. Which would be awesome. That more. And yeah. I would be totally up That's for that. Totally if they fun. could do yeah. that and bring in Hawkgirl, like, yep, let's do this. That I'd be up for that. Go S- for it. Since you brought that up, since you brought Hawkgirl up, that is one thing that really bugs me about Wonder Woman. Because in the movies... She is from Themyscira. Mm-hmm. In Justice League Unlimited and all those cartoons, Hawkgirl was from a planet called Themyscira. <laughs> that's that's a good point. I forgot about that. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen it. Yep. <laughs> so that that is something that has bug, bugged me, and I haven't <laughs> been able to tell anybody that knew about it. So <laughs> it's like... <laughs> so like, I that's think... the thing is like... Uh, and it, I guess it really doesn't play into the old Egyptian thing either, so it it kind of goes back and forth on, on yeah. yeah. Well, that's the a little bit of that, that creative liberties. Yeah, but um, I, I feel like that there was a lot more they could have done with Hawkman, mm. and like I was excited to see him when I saw that, and I was like, oh man, they're bringing in the Justice Society. The, these are some really cool characters. I can't wait to see what they do. But I just don't feel like they really le- uh, leaned into Hawkman as much as they could have and should have. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to disagree a little bit there. I, I see your point. I absolutely see the point. But this was not an ensemble movie. I agree. But they kept teasing things they did. with Hawkman and then did nothing. And failed to deliver. Yeah. It, it was kind of like the um, Army of the Dead movie where it's like plot, 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 plot. We're not going to answer any of those questions. Have fun. Um, <laughs> Instead, we're just going to throw in a bunch of cheesy one-liners that you'll be quoting for years. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like, I enjoyed the character, and I do think he was enjoyable with what was the present Absolutely. in the story. I do think that they just missed the mark with a few things. Yeah. yeah. All. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'll throw my hat in the ring here uh, <laughs> with, with uh, the Hawkman thing is that, like, Dr. Fate should have known. Like That's a good he, point. He yeah. should have known his fate and known that he could come back. That's a good point. True. So, <laughs> well, I will point huh. out that the... Um, okay, yeah. We're, oh, we're declaring the official okay. spoilers here. <laughs> In his first visions, Hawkman is only impaled. Right. Whereas in the scene where we finally see this happen outside of a vision, he's pierced. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's killing him. What's killing him is the throat around uh, the, the throat around his hand, the fist around his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well worded. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, are you saying the 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 hand around his throat or the the hand around his throat? Thank you. Yes, okay. I cannot right. words. Well, and also that wasn't like. Since we are getting into the spoiler territory at this point, that also wasn't even the real him. And True. so it's like what we see in the vision ends up just being the duplicate that he used with True. the fate helmet. Yeah. So, yeah. Though, with what they describe of the helmet, I think it was really impactful to show the relationship that fate and Hawkman had. Mm-hmm. Like nearly brothers, mm-hmm. basically. Um, that that is another thing to point out too is that the incarnation of Hawkman would still have been that relationship. Yeah. yeah so it would like have taken that, a while for those memories yeah. to come back. But yeah. Right. But it also would have been a very different person. Yes. But to, but by showing that uh, that scene, if you pay attention to a lot of the dialogue that they're explaining about some of the other side characters, namely Doctor Fate, it shows that the helmet itself has sentience. Oh, yeah, mm. absolutely. And it, it shows up. Not only does it show off that the helmet itself has sentience, it also has compassion, mm. which yeah. was a huge point in Dr. Fate's storylines was it's basically this otherworldly force giving him the abilities, duh, but <laughs> also this warring conscience between the two. Yeah. The character saying, we can change this and the helmet saying, don't you dare change this. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. So it teased true. it teased that we could be getting more of Doctor Fate as well. Oh yeah. Well the, the helmet gets 
passed on to someone. Right. Um, not, not in the movie itself, but, um, sort of. Uh, I think it's more that Dr. Fate's will lingering, be like, help him finish this fight. Yeah. And not so much. It was truly passed on to him. It was more the helmet. Like I am doing him a favor. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I'm trying to remember who it, it gets, um, actually passed on to. Cause it it almost seemed like it might have gone to Adam Smasher later on, but I don't I don't think so. Um, yeah. See, I, I'm just hoping for at some point down the line we see uh we get to see Batman with the ring, <laughs> the Green Lantern <laughs> ring. We it's it's canon. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> he's canon. worn almost all of the rings in canon. Yep. It was especially terrifying when he had the yellow ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> so not only is he a man of pure pure will, but he's a man of pure will who will use fear. <laughs> Can you wield both uh, two, multiple rings at the same time? I, I'm I'm not too big no. on Lantern Corps. I so. don't believe so. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. So please don't quote me on it. I don't think so. About to say, because if they find some loophole where you can, oh, that would be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Unless they decide to go ahead and bring in uh, Otherworld's uh, Batman Who Laughs in, and then it has to be. Yeah. That would... F- oh, I personally oh. would rather... Sorry, I just got myself really excited <laughs> on that, that concept. Anyway. <laughs> I would personally rather see it go the Blackest Night story route myself, but that's a separate <laughs> topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Rabbit Hole and we fa- er, Rabbit Trail and we found the snare. Yeah. I would say like I definitely I went in not knowing much about Cyclone before this movie and walked out like okay she may be one of my new favorite characters. I want to see a movie with just her. She's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that actress did a fantastic job. Absolutely. With the character. She was so yeah. good. So you want to know what's funny is uh, throughout the whole movie I was looking at her and I was like is that the girl from game plan with the rock it's not it's not no it's not it um hold on let me look that up like she just kind of stole the movie for me personally like i just enjoyed her character and her acting so much i was like okay no she's great i want to see more of this character for sure yeah (laughs) so she was played by quintessa swindell swindell the girl from game plan is Madison Pettis. Okay. But yeah. So both actresses do a fantastic job in their respective medium, but... They are not the same actress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Quintessa Swindell yeah. did a phenomenal job yeah. in this one. I think DC took a little bit of a note from Marvel's book and is just bringing in actors that we weren't familiar with. Yeah. I hadn't seen a number of the actors in this movie in anything prior to this, and I was like, Wow. All of them are actually doing a really good job yeah. with what they've got. Mm-hmm. So I've seen I've seen Adam Smasher in a few things. Um, Cyclone I'd never I don't think I'd ever seen in in yeah. anything. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I looked at her IMDb page and I didn't recognize any yeah. of the things. There was like five movies on yeah. it or something like that. But um, but yeah, so those two, uh, Hawkman I don't know if I've seen in anything. I didn't recognize him. Yeah, uh, I. I did look it up, and I don't remember. I'm gonna have to, yeah, check that out real quick. And but. then obviously the the um, the side or side main characters of the archaeologist and their son, and, and those people never seen before in my entire life. Um, but then then there was obviously like Pierce Brosnan and um, as Doctor Fate, yeah, um, and obviously Dwayne Johnson and Dwayne Johnson. Oh. And then Amanda Waller. Fun fact, the actor that did a Hawkman actually voiced John Stewart in one of the recent Green Lantern movies. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. So he's very tied in with DC. Nice. Or so, fairly yeah. tied in. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um But yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, that was another thing I I wanted to touch on too. Um just a little bit was how a lot of these, or a lot of the characters in this movie are first time outer, or like first time out characters. Their debut movie. Yeah. yeah. So like uh, uh, Adam Smasher, Cyclone. Actually, all four of the main Justice, uh, Justice Society. Black, We've not I, seen them. I've seen Doctor Fate. 
Really? In Smallville. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, I think uh, he was also in um, one of the newer DC uh, shows. Um, uh, Hawkman has also been in Yeah, he's also been in Smallville. Flashpoint as well. Yeah, the Flashpoint series. Or one of the Flashpoint series. I'm talking about, like, live action. I know. Flashpoint wasn't... Sorry. You're right. Flashpoint was one of the animations. Yeah. Let me rephrase. In one of the uh, CW series. Yeah. There um, we go. Wait, what, who are we talking about? Oh, Hawkman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hawkman has been in a couple of different things. Um, but yeah, Adam Smasher and Cyclone have not been live action anywhere else, as far as I've seen. Um, and Black, Black Adam. So, yeah. But we've seen Amanda Waller. Mm. Yep, we've seen that was a surprising little yeah. cameo. I wasn't expecting her cameo to show up, and when she showed up, I was like, "Oh, okay." Then yeah. we're going. I do appreciate it the fact that they threw it sense. in to tie in. Like, no, there is there is exchange, and Su- Suicide Squad is not working under the radar entirely. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I did like that touch when she showed up. I was just like. Oh, yeah, this she has her opens hands the in the door for some very yeah. interesting mm-hmm. things moving forward. Yeah, some team ups that may not have <laughs> <laughs> been previously thought of. Yeah, yeah, it could very well be. I think they're building up to the um, I just I want to see Harley Quinn walk up to Black Adam and be like, Will you charge my phone and just the rage on his face? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I could very much see them starting to gear more towards the um. Uh, Injustice storyline, the Gods Among Us storyline, oh, with uh, with yeah, that, that with that cameo, would be awesome. I would love and that storyline to see the utter look of horror on Robert Pattinson's face when <laughs> Henry Cavill punches a hole through Joker. Yeah. In which case, please let it be Jared Leto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they've already confirmed that Jared Leto is not the Joker for. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> movie. Uh, Ke- Keegan something. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the guy that played. Oh. The guy from Eternals that played um, the Druid? Druid, yeah. Yeah. He's the the mind. Um... I never saw Eternals. Oh, I thought you did. Mm-mm. Okay, never mind. Oh. That that definitely opens the door for some really fun possibilities for sure. And like, just if they do go the Injustice route with this version of Black Adam and some of the other characters that we've already got established, like Jason Momoa as Aquaman and the Injustice world would be so much fun. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a little curious about what they do with the Batman side of things, though, because yeah. if they use Robert Pattinson, then where does the Ben Affleck one go? That is definitely yeah, going to be the interesting one um, because it almost seems like the Robert Pattinson Batman is like, they could, I guess, go alternate Earth. Yeah, with that, and so it's like it's still canon. It's just on a different Earth than yeah. what we're getting, and with maybe similar like the the same characters could be the same characters, but just a couple of different ones. Yeah, and it's like yeah. Robert Pattinson's Batman gets pulled to this Earth, and is just like tr- fi- trying to figure out what's going on. And sees all the superheroes flying around. He's just like, okay, I'm taking them down. Yeah, <laughs> like this is bad. <laughs> Except for the fact that. Does that Batman know of the the other characters? Did they did they mention any of that in the? They never mentioned any of the other superheroes that I can remember. Yeah, uh, it was just him and Catwoman, and like it, they kept it very strictly to Gotham. Yeah, partly because I think they just weren't sure how it was going to do. So like, let's not immediately throw this in the canon. Right, let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, that's that's the thing that. I think really bugs me about the DC, um, the DCEU slash DCU. Now that I think they've changed the name, um, but because they have tried so many times on all these different things, they have so many actors that play the same character, but they can't, they really can't mix and match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, not without screwing everything up. 
Well, well that's the thing. With, uh, they have in, to lean into the infinite Earth yeah. Yeah. to do so because they've they've really put themselves into a, a bit of a corner, yeah. honestly, because yeah. of just how much back and forth there's been and them just trying to get their footing. Yeah. But if they've painted themselves into the corner of having to do some big ensemble movie, it's going to be Crisis on Infinite Earth at this point, or Infinite Earth at this point, which, oh, yeah, that's going to be a showstopper. But that's the thing, though, is they, like they've done that in the TV shows already. But they've also d- been very intentional keeping the TV shows and the movies in separate. That is, they stories. have. Yeah. Yes. So it's like if those two were connected, we would have the original Flash actor playing the Flash right. in the movies. We would have Stephen Amell making appearances as Arrow, which like, I would not mind that. But I would same. love that. <laughs> um, but I mean, they've they've been very intentional keeping it separate. And granted, they could do an Infinite Earth thing and use the TV actors in that storyline that would be awesome yeah but that being said they are are not doing the marvel thing where they are keeping them very separate and intentionally so yeah true this is very true yeah all right i have to bring it up major spoilers yes post-credit scene yes oh my gosh henry henry cavill's back the king nerd is back on his throne not enough words to express how excited i am that he is back yeah like no cgi mouth no cgi didn't have to cover up the mustache um like there isn't a better casting for superman yeah yeah there just isn't i'm sorry like really perfect for the role yep he respects the role which is huge because don't see that in current Hollywood with 90% of the time. He respects the fans and loves the passion of the fans. It's like, cause he is one. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I am so excited for him to be back. And like the face off with him and the rock is going to be so much fun. And it's like, ha, jokes on you. You got two weaknesses and he's one of them. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause magic, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I'm going to be really excited to see, um, to see any interaction between Henry Cavill's um, Superman and I'm blanking on the character on the actor's name Adam Smasher no or the actor's name for um, Zachary Levy oh oh Shazam yeah 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 I would be stupid excited <laughs> to see well, Henry Cavill Superman interacting with Zachary Le- uh, Levy's Levi's Levi yeah yeah Zachary Levi's um, Shazam yeah. So yes. technically, they're the in Shazam. Oh, uh, go for it. Yeah, it, we're it's past old the, enough. Yeah, we're it's past old enough. The spoiler points. So yeah, go for it. Yeah. So Henry Cavill did not make a, a cameo appearance, but Superman did. did. True in Shazam. Very true. Hmm. And it, they showed from here. Hit down. Down. Yes. Okay. So it was the suit. Yeah. But not his face. But we could still have that interaction between him and Henry but the con- Yeah, the yeah. connection there, though, is it's so It's already cool established. Because Shazam had it, and now Black Adam has it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, 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 it's melding. Got a, yeah. yeah. And it's like, who knows? Superman could end up like taking a bit of a beating since he is weak to magic and just fly over and be like, all right, Shazam, let's go and just drag him right. by his <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's also funny, too, the, the interaction between... Uh, Superman and Shazam in like the comic books and the cartoons and stuff has always been a weird kind yeah. of thing because it's basically the same. You have the fanboy who has the same powers, right? Yeah, <laughs> except but it's also a weakness stuff. to the well, other. Was, yeah, that one animated movie they did several years ago where the first time they interacted, like Superman and Shazam actually got into a fight. Yeah, and Superman's like, "Oh, I do not like his attacks." <laughs> and then Black Adam shows up and he's like, "Oh, I do not like him more. We got to go." Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, it's it's. I keep saying it's funny, but it is funny because. The the cartoon and, and uh, comic versions of Shazam, the um, ideal body type and, and stuff was basically Superman. Yeah. So yeah. when he turned into Shazam, it was basically Superman's body. Yeah. With just a different suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and different powers. And, and yeah, different powers. But it was just like, okay, how do you differentiate them other than their suit? <laughs> yeah they had very similar facial features they had very similar hairstyle like yeah it was just crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm 
I'm pretty excited to see those possibilities. And just, again, I'm so excited for Henry Cavill yeah. to be back. Like, he is the king nerd yep. we, we will follow. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him play D&D. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I think it, he already has with Untouchables, I think. I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch that. He's yeah. a huge nerd. Like, he yeah, had yeah. a whole video of him building his own gaming PC. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's done a handful of Twitch streams. So yeah. it's like, he doesn't do that often. Uh, and I don't think he's done that in several years, but it's like... I'm he, sure he's busy. He, one of us. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> yeah, he makes it... There, There's absolutely no bones about it. If you watch an interview with him for his role as Geralt, if you watch it for mm-hmm. the earlier um, Man of Steel movies, or even Justice League, anytime they ask him a, character, uh, a question about his character and how he was portraying it, just the... You see the mirth in his eyes, like... Woo! Yay! I get to talk. <laughs> I get to talk about what I like. What I like. Yeah. Oh, just like buckle up, Buttercup. We're having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you, you can just see him fighting between. I want to tell you everything, and I need to be restrained and respectful. Yeah. I can't say everything. I have yeah. A, I have a, uh, what was it? He has a NDA. much. He has yeah, a much he's... better ability of not spoiling things than Tom Holland. I was about to say he's. He has the same level of. Excitement. Oh, excitement about it, but he's more but restrained. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah. See. So the the um. The interaction, like you were saying, between those two, but then also the interaction between Henry Cavill and um, The Rock would be mm-hmm. cool because both of them being super fans, both mm-hmm. of them being very passionate about their roles. Yeah, I I would love to see them in a. I think an interaction between Superman and Adam Smasher could be kind of interesting too, with the way that they built Adam <laughs> Smasher in this movie. <laughs> it would be kind of similar to Spider Man with the uh, the Avengers. Yeah, so it's like since they almost like made a it, Captain America and Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> could you I was going to go with a if, Tough uh, Nut and How to Train Your Dragon, just going through the cards. <laughs> could you imagine if? Black when uh, Amanda Waller was talking to Black Adam, if the kid Amon was in the background, then Superman like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing I'll point out that um, both that I'll congratulate both MCU and DCEU on is if you watch the backgrounds, the backgrounds are very lively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just happening in the foreground. That's it draws you in throughout the shot. Oh yeah. Um, and there were little, little moments in this one where they, they emphasize that point a little bit more where, uh, like background characters and background, uh, yeah, various background characters or, um, in, uh, so whenever Herman is in the, in the market, mm-hmm. it, 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 that, that final time before, uh, the zombies all start rising up. Mm hmm. You notice in the uh, some stuff in the background. So, if they're shooting him, if they're taking the shot of him from behind, and he's giving the the symbol, the hand symbol of their country, uh, you'll notice a few people are just looking like, "What the, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this kid?" <laughs> uh, then, if it, from the other side, you start to notice different uh, uh, different uh, angles on the uh, the statue of the hero, mm-hmm. and er, at this point, because that statue no longer has a head, everyone's still wondering like. Okay, well, clearly it's him. Yeah. But then you start to notice little things they're doing with the statue to kind of imply, like, you've not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Keep watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like that the statue was kind of a focal point throughout the movie. Like, they kept going back to it with yep. all, all throughout the movie, not even just through that scene that you were mentioning, but, like, throughout the entirety of the movie. It was just, it was something that they kept turning to, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Like one other uh, critique that I heard that I thought was a pretty valid critique. Um, so the main villain, he's sitting there looking for the crown, but he's already kind of the leader of that group that is running the co- that that organization that's running the country. Is like you're already in charge of it, so why do you want the crown? You're already running the country, and while like I get the whole like that's kind of my birthright since I'm a descendant of the king and so on. But at the same time, I do understand the critique as well. It's like, yeah, he was in charge. So, like, getting the crown didn't change his status, I, per it, se. I don't know if what I'm about to say is 100% accurate. But 
my perspective on that is more the sense of he was brought in as a local agent and kind of worked his way up in that group or that section of it, mm-hmm. that branch. And now he's saying, I still have my own objectives here. Yeah. And I'm going to see them and they're going to supersede y'all's group, your group, your group's larger objectives as well. Yeah. So it was never mentioned anyone, any other leadership in the organization. True. Outside of him too, though. I think it's the more so it, it could be that, but it could also be the old adage of power seeks more power. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. So like, he already was in, in a place of power, but he wanted more. So, and keep in mind, this is, uh, this group in the DCEU is effectively, um, the equivalent of silver, uh, silver sable. Hmm. Uh, no. If you're thinking of the same silver sable, I am the Mm Spider-Man, uh, character. They were, she's part of a mercenary group, right? They were more of like a, a military police. Yeah. yeah. What do we see this group doing? Well, they were doing more than just the policing because they were also running the mine where they were. True. They were also yeah. combatants. They, True. Yeah, I would say they were they were more so invaders True. that were taking over the town or the city. Yeah, but I Whereas think through dialogue was... is they were put there by the government to police the area. True. Yeah, they were now, brought in specifically by government leadership because of what was going on. True. Okay, so maybe this is just something that I'm pulling from dialogue and adding two and two and getting five. <laughs> but it, it sounded as though they're setting them up as kind of a PMC. Mm. Uh, so it's it's more of, no, no, no. We were hired by somebody. We're just not telling you who yet. Yeah. Could be. It, that very well could be, yeah. Um, we Like Caleb said, we don't know who that other person is. Right. Yeah. Because so. whenever they whenever they're talking amongst themselves, what few lines of dialogue we have of, of that group, uh, I, and forgive me, I can't remember the name of the group. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, but um, yeah, it escapes me in, right now. In, in something in. Anyway, the uh, but the when you, the few lines of dialogue you have between different members of that group, they make it sound more like a company. Than a military. Hmm. So I still think it's it, it's one of those things that could be very cut and dried, could be a plot hole, but could also be more of a very subtle tease into what could be coming. Right. Could be, could very well be. Um, but again, could also just be, be me misremem- misremembering bits of the film and adding some components together and getting a completely wild. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any of our, our theories could very well be that. <laughs> yeah. Except for I, Caleb's. He's got a pretty good track record. I got <laughs> lucky with one Star Wars show and it hasn't exactly been spot on since then. <laughs> but it was a very good spot on. Eerily. Uh, <laughs> eerily accurate. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the good Lord above putting his hand on me and be like, I got you. <laughs> Well, I think that'll about wrap up our episode for today. Uh, if you guys are enjoying listening to our podcast, please keep on listening and share it with your friends. And uh, we'll see you guys another time. Bye. Shazam! <laughs> <laughs>